Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you for downloading Radio Harambe. This is our final episode of Radio Harambe for 2019, I guess. Uh, <laughs> well, we do have uh, another couple of episodes coming up uh, from Safari Mike's Planet Watch. And then probably start getting into our uh, traditional New Year's thing where we review this year and look forward to next year and all that kind of stuff. But before we did that... We wanted to kind of get out some listener questions. Mike put out the tweet, and the tweeties have responded. We got about, what, 30? We got quite a few, and we're going to rifle through them because we got three minutes so uh, to do them all. So we're going to get, so, so get through them. Before we do that, thank you, everybody, so far who's purchased um, T-shirts. We have done pretty well the last month with those. Keep them coming. All the money's going to go to the Snow Leopard Conservancy Warden Wilson Matua's Air Rangers T-shirts, Doctor Seekers uh, Travel Company, the Radio Harambe shirt, all going to uh, all the money we make can go right to the Snow Leopard Conservancy. Find the link in the show notes. It's on T Public, all that kind of stuff. But follow the link in the show notes. That's the best way to do it. Um, did I say I'm Dave and you're Safari Mike? No. Well, I'm Dave. Safari Mike's over there. You hear Safari Mike, don't you? <laughs> Y'all hear? Uh, so Mike's the one who put out the tweet for the. Uh, do I have anything else I need to say? No, right? We're fine. we're good. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yada yada yada. Let's get into it because we got a lot of listener questions, and I really don't want to spend any time doing anything but that. Because as Mike said, there's thirty something. Yeah, something like that. No, I'm not going to read them all. Some of them are rep- are repeats, right. but um, I did not sort them as I have done in years past. So we're just going to kind of do this live, so to speak. Live. We'll do it live. We'll do it. <laughs> Who is that? Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly. We're do it live. <laughs> That's what we're going to do, kids. We're going to do it live. So um, first one, Ken Cabot. What is your favorite Animal Kingdom souvenir? Uh, <laughs> As he's looking around. Looking his, around uh, the room to see if it's in here. It's not. There's a couple of things that I have. I have um, one that's a little like um, paperweight kind of thing. It's a, It's a... Clear plaque from opening day of that I got from somebody who went to opening day uh, of the Animal Kingdom. That's downstairs somewhere. I also have a great mug in the shape of the Tree of Life, mm-hmm. and I know there's another Tree of Life uh, statue thing here. I don't know where it is, but what, what's yours, Mike? I always liked the um, the. Harambe t-shirts that I've gotten. I have like three have different few, ones. You have a few of those, yeah. But I would have to say my favorite might be uh, the stickers that Ken Cabot sent us. Oh, that's right. They were great, though. That I don't think Ken he's going that to us. I think he's going for more actual DAK souvenirs, but <laughs> well, I gave those were fantastic. 
Um, but uh, I, I'm a sucker for like the collectible things. Like, I, and I mean like actual, like you go out and buy a neat collectible. So mm-hmm. I, I like like sort of the statue things and that kind of stuff. And I've got a couple of those from the Animal Kingdom. I don't know if this counts as a DAC souvenir, uh, but I really like the Imagineering Field Guide to the Animal Kingdom. Would that count? Yes. Okay. I mean, I don't really... No. No. Well, no, it was the sold park. by them. So, yeah, yes, that counts. To, yeah. That counts because it was sold at the park. So, absolutely, it counts. I don't know if you can still find That's it. It's a great book. I don't know that you can either. Um, there used to also be one about the Yet, about uh, Expedition Everest. That's probably over there in that bookshelf. What, the mountains one? Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, okay, Kevin Crossman writes What is a realistic time frame for them to fix the Yeti? Now, we get this Never? question a lot. I hate to say that Mike is probably right. <laughs> I Joe think- Rody insists that he's going to fix it at some point in time. He said that more than once. I, I think the answer is never. Because I think that what's that it's not going to be fixed. I think it's more likely going to be replaced. So, um, well, what do you mean by that? You mean like a new I think Yeti? that I think that the thing itself, the machine itself, is just too big. It's just too uh, because what we've always been told, and we've said this a million times. So, if you're a new listener, well, I'll repeat it again. But um, what I've always been told by people who know is that the size of the Yeti itself and the power with which it moves, it's on a crossbeam, and its movement is causing the crossbeam to shake the foundation and actually. You know, in order to fix it, they would have to almost re recreate the entire structural foundation of the ride. The ride, yeah. and I just don't think that's ever going to be done. I think that the Yeti is going to be replaced with something smaller, or maybe something that moves less, or some way. Maybe technology is different now, and they could do something with it. I don't know, but I, 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 I think the delay is they don't have an answer. What are the chances that they replace it with a animatronic Wookiee? None. <laughs> um, I don't know what this means. Uh, fe- Read it. Uh, well, let's do the Go ahead. <laughs> raising Las Vegas. Let's answers uh, asks. So we got to answer her questions. Compulsory. Uh, years ago, I sent you the African spice cake <laughs> recipe. You two would complain about it no longer because we did complain about it. Yes. Um, have we made it yet? No, because it's real. This really isn't about what I can do with my time at home. It's about getting it in the parks. Do you understand what right, I mean? but I do have a recipe for it. I don't even know if I've ever shared it with you, but I do have it, and I still have it from her. And I'm sure if you tried it, it would kill me. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I'm not uh, exactly a world-renowned baker. No, no, <laughs> no. Uh, Mike, what does a favorite BGM mean? Background music. Background music. Um, <laughs> favorite background music. I, I pr- probably. The Haram, the one in the middle of Harambe, because in the middle of Harambe, you're not really getting background music per se as much as you're getting actual um, African artists, um, popular artists uh, doing sort of an array of African pop music and cult and uh, and um, you know what we would term here as folk music. I don't know if they use that phrase there, but. Um, that's actually what you're hearing in the middle of Harambe. You're hearing um, real artists that mm-hmm. you can go and buy, uh, not something that 
somebody made up like a elevator music kind of thing. Um, so that's my favorite is, is the actual songs that you get and, and you get a similar, but a, a different group of them, a different amount of them, but a similar um, at um, the lodges. Well, that was going to be my choice. Like Kadani or Jamba House, they they had different background yeah, loops, but they're very very similar. Those would be uh, that would be my choice. The hotels, yeah, the, 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 those two, both of those uh, go kind of hand in and hand. And you can find them on YouTube. Like people, have yeah, recorded people the have whole done thing. Them, yeah. I think the Disney Hipters uh, did one. Uh, and if you go there, you can Shazam a lot of these things. Sure, and find out exactly what they are. Um, I did not realize we had another one from her. Uh, how often are we have animals? Like five. Well, no, I'm to a Kristen Lil Diz fan. Oh, Lil How Diz often fan. are animals sent to and from the animal kingdom, Mike? More than a, more than you would think. Uh, they are though they were sent back and forth. Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. That um, you know, the animal kingdom is an AZA, uh, the American Academy of Zoos and Aquariums member, uh, which means that they are they treat all the animal populations as if. Every zoo in this country, or at least every member of that group, um, it's one population. So they are sending, you know, gorillas and zebras and giraffes and elephants back and forth all the time. Uh, sometimes it's a little bit more difficult, like elephants, they don't do all that much. But, you know, like, for example, we recently got the tigers, the Malaysian tigers, uh, at the Maharaja Jungle Trek. Those were shipped in from other zoos. Uh, that, that happens a lot, especially with the smaller animals. Uh, I, I don't have an actual figure for yeah, you because Disney mean, doesn't publish it. Exactly, exactly. But it does happen quite a bit. Okay, I want to go through the rest of Raising Las Vegas's questions because <laughs> okay. most of them are going to be dispensed in seconds. Why? He's, she's asking, why do I think that the Merry Menagerie, which is those paper mache... The puppets. Puppets that they walk around in Discovery Island, uh, isn't done in Christmas holiday colors. Pink, purple, and gold are the advent colors. Correct. Uh, because nobody but you thinks pink, purple, and gold are Christmas colors. That's, Everybody else in the world well, people considers the green colors. and red to well, be Christmas colors. Green and red is colors. the traditional Christmas colors. Right, which is exactly what I was talking about. Colors. We all Right, right. But nobody... Which is Christmas. Right. And you go around all of the places like Macy's and and Rockefeller Center and all the great Christmas season, you do not see pink, purple, and gold. Not sure if that's true. So, yeah, you are. Um, sure. But I understand, Mike, why you need to take her side on this. Uh, why do they not sell the Tide Pens or Shout Wipes at every kiosk? They sell things like curry grilled corn, delicious but messy. Great question. But I think if you just thought about it a little bit more... You'd probably come to your own answer, which is then you won't need to buy a new T-shirt. <laughs> probably true. That actually <laughs> derives from the fact that the one the morning we were there and we were there all day, I got uh, grilled corn with the curry sauce on it, spilled it all over the front of my shirt. So I was a hot mess the whole day. Right. Uh... <laughs> I did not. Buy a new T-shirt. I could have used a shout wipe. Do we know of any 2020 babies on the way? Uh, I don't. Not know. Not off the top of my head. I don't know if. Uh, but oh, oh I, she's referring to animals. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know what she was going after there. I had no idea. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't know anybody who's pregnant in in like. But there are always baby giraffes. I mean, it seems like every year we have a, a, a baby giraffe. Gorillas, uh, quite a bit, um, reproduce. I'm sure there will be babies. Um, they, I know they're hoping Mal Malaysian tiger babies will come, you know, in the not too distant future. But there's nothing that I'm aware of right now where, um, you know, some animal is pregnant. 
Okay. Uh, this is a question I cannot read, so I'm trying to find it. I'll get to it later um, because it's restricted. I can't read it. Um, she oh. also writes, with all the food waste at theme parks, why is there no composting disposal? She is very... Um, Inquisitive? I think detail-oriented. Is that the nice word to use? Uh, they could use it for fertile dirt in their fields, gardens. This is true. They could. It is true. Um I like the response somebody gave her, which is just throw it to the animals. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that's what you should do either. I'm just uh, pointing that out. Um, all right. The very festive sounding Jingle Jamie with lots of little emojis in there. Uh, pick one attraction in each of the other parks and explain how you would change it to make it work at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Challenge yourself. Picking Jungle Cruise is cheating. Okay. I'll let you go first, Mike. Well, one that immediately comes to mind, and maybe this is cheating, is obviously the Living Seas would go, it would, would fit in Animal Kingdom. Sure, it you would. You could put that over by Nemo and sort of have an oceans area. Um, Essentially, Soren could work. Soren could work. Uh, with terms of the Magic Kingdom. The first thing that comes to my mind is you could build a America area with bison and um and then stick grizzly bears in there and stick like Big Thunder Mountain in the middle of that. Guess you, you do could. that. Guess you could. Um Hollywood Studios is a little rough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not really sure what would go there. Uh, the maybe a little mer- the little mermaid stage show, I the, guess you the could. Little, look- the living seas comes to your mind first. I, I um obviously the uh uh, what he says, challenge, you know, how would you change it? The, fir- the first one that comes to my mind is Soren, because you could easily, like, just get all, just get a, nature right, stuff, right, right? Just do, just do an area. I mean, if you're going to be, I mean, they in, do have African savannah and have the, one that, uh, North yeah. Pole or yeah. the, the Arctic There's, there's a lot of things you can do. It's got to be better than the current thing that's there now because they've done such a terrible job on the movie now. Um, so hopefully that, that would be a good chance to improve <laughs> it. on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what a mess that is! Uh, I mean, the land would could sort of fit into the animal kingdom. People like this these questions about how we could stick this stuff into things. The next question from mm-hmm. Walt's Frozen Head is: When they bring a show retelling the Beauty and the Beast story <laughs> to Animal Kingdom, where should they put it, and what will be the gimmick? Garbage. Put it in the garbage. Yeah, you can put it in the composting place that Christina wants. Um, <sighs> Okay, I can't answer that. I don't see any reason to answer that. Why aren't Chester and Hester features on the Imagineering story? Uh, this is the Disney Plus thing? Yeah, that's the Imagineering backstory. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've only it's watched one or two of those. I haven't watched them. It's good. It's good. I mean, it's very nostalgic, and you know, they just go to the later episodes are a little heavy-handed in terms of how wonderful Bob Iger is. But uh, And, you know, we here refer to him as Evil Bob, so I'm not sure if really... <laughs> jives with our sort of view of the current state of imagineering but anyway we may have to it is a good show there's a lot of good art especially the first few episodes a lot of good archival footage and stuff like that that's uh, enjoyable i have my ticket for for the rise of skywalker do you oh god no nope no i'll probably see that sometime in january i'm a real disney fan kids not my disney fan or star wars fan Yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah, you're a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. I like Star Wars, but I'm not. I'm not going to be there first day, and I don't really care if people spoil it for me. I really don't. Uh, 
Furrer for Heisman. Uh, which okay. AK Park restaurant is most in need of improvement, and how would you improve it? This is a good question. This is a good question. I think you, you and I, as far as most in need of improvement, are going to have the same answer, but I'll let you go first. Uh, I was going to say um, Pizza Fari. The pizza there right. is terrible. So we don't have the same answer. Uh, I think, um, you know, in, in the, one of the current fads, and you know how Disney is with current fads, five years <laughs> after it was a fad, they start doing right, it. Right, right. So we're almost at that stage now. But places like Blaze Pizza and stuff where you pick the toppings and they, you know, the superheated oven and the, it's out in five minutes. Yeah. That would be in thin crust kind of thing. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting, and it would really work well with the mobile ordering app. You can, you know, put your toppings sure, and sure, stuff sure. and just I agree put with it that. in yeah. and, and show yeah, up. Yeah. So that's what I would do. I mean, I wouldn't change the decor inside. I like it. I mean, it's very f- colorful and uh, interesting. So I wouldn't change it from a aesthetic point of view, but I would refurb the menu. Uh, I think I would say um, the Rainforest Cafe because... That's a good one. I just think uh, the the idea of a chain restaurant there now is really silly. Um, you know, I understand why they did it to begin with. They needed to shoehorn something in there. I like the fact that they took it and did not put it in the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they put it outside the park. Uh, so, but I think something new, something exciting, something cool there, um, would be good. Uh, you know, kind of a, something for everybody to go to and to really enjoy. I, not I, Mike thinks the rainforest is a lot worse than I do. I don't really particularly have a problem with it. Um, but. You know, you go to the rainforest a couple times, you never need to go again. I haven't uh, been in years. Yeah. Years. So that, that would be the one that I would pick off the top of my head. Um, That's a good one. I would I would uh, be more than happy if they did something with the Rainforest Cafe. Dak1928 writes, you can build five dark rides. This is tough. What are they and where are they going? Mike, you get two. You're not picking five dark rides. We're not <laughs> well, going to talk about. Easy. We're not talking about ten dark rides here. Two. That is in itself a show. Why don't you do two, and then I'll do two. If I were to do two dark rides, I'd do one on the Jungle Book, and one on Lion King. That would be a um, boat ride. That would be uh, the Jungle Book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if I would do a boat ride. In well, you particular. Get, like, I think the I do like the, from yeah, that one uh, scene overhead of you. You like, could. There's a lot of things you could do with it. Um, yeah. But I, my, uh, without going through the entire, you know, not. Listen, I get nothing out of. I'm, I'm not going to be given a uh, a, a creator's uh, royalty here if I work it all out. But I think something uh, along the idea of an animatronic based. Dark ride featuring a um, Jungle Book, and here I'm talking about a classic Disney dark ride that does um, great animatronics. I keep saying that because we're replacing animatronics now with video screens, and it drives me insane. Um, But I want like an entirely animatronic, like going through the um, non-drop versions of Splash Mountain. With Jungle Book, <laughs> so I want okay, you know, uh, at, at like that'd be cool, like the Little Mermaid thing is now with all the with all the under the sea parts. With all I like the, that ride. I like. Yeah. I, I enjoy um, that. But God, the traditional dark ride. If I were to do uh, more than one, well, there's an obvious choice. I mean, the Lion King is a is a good idea. Um, let me think about it. You give me a couple. Okay, so because uh, you've thought about this a little bit, <laughs> the obvious, the two obvious to me were Jungle Book and Lion King, but that for obvious reasons, um, they're sort of already in the parks. But 
in taking uh, movies that are not in the parks, an upride would be really cool. Where you're floating in a balloon over like the Africa uh, uh, Amazon far uh, uh, Victoria uh, Paradise Falls, excuse me. That's not bad. Uh, that was one that came to my mind. That's not bad. Another one is a very underappreciated movie is Tarzan with the Phil Collins soundtrack. That might be a pretty good um, dark ride over by yeah. Gorilla Falls. You know, gorillas obviously play yep. a major role yep, in yep. that in, in that movie. Um, those were two that I thought of, and there was another one. Like you, go ahead. I would say I would like a dark ride. I, I, I give you kind of more of an idea. I, 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 a kid's dark ride that has some kind of dinosaur theme to it. Something that you can ride on okay. in a, um, like maybe one of these trackless systems or something like that with dinosaur characters, whatever you want to use. I don't really care whether it's the good dinosaur or you just want to make up new ones or something like that. It's fine with me. But I always thought that a really strong kid's attraction at Dinoland is something that has always been missing there um, because kids love dinosaurs. They love them. <laughs> so something more than Triceratops spin. They love them. Right. And, and, and a real honest-to-goodness dark ride uh, with a story. Where you see dinosaurs. Where or, you see right. dinosaurs. Maybe even if they're cartoony. I don't care. Um, you know, but that's where I would... I've always that's thought a good one. That I like that one. That, I like that, that one. Um, is there any others that we could come up with? I mean, anything I'm going to come up with is... I, I've said this a million times on the show, and I'll say it again here. And I've, I'm going to do this a lot in this in these. Uh, I got one. <laughs> I, I I cannot. Mike knows this. I I generally dislike um, eleven minute retellings of a eighty minute movie. I'm not a big fan of the dark rides or the shows or anything like that where they just kind of shoehorn the bullet points of a movie into a ride. I much prefer sort of the Mr. Toad idea of using characters. Navi River Journey. Yeah. Of using characters in an, in its own kind of ride or or even if it's just a like the Navi River Journey just entering into a space. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can do that. And that I, I think that lends itself better to rides, especially to dark rides, than the kind of the retellings of the stories. I know the classic is the retelling of the story, and the classic is really the Peter Pan. And I but go ahead. Sorry. And the Snow White ones and stuff like that. But I just think, you know, it, it's not necessary. So I'm never really on board for something like, let's do an 11-minute dark ride that just retells the Jungle Book. I'd rather do something where the Jungle Book characters do something, whatever it may be. And, you know, introduce you to the jungle or something like that or, you know, that kind of stuff. Where you go through a jungle area and there they are or something like that. I, I don't really know. But I always just find that more compelling. Well, and what what I would the last one I was going to think of was actually it's not my idea it was I guess Mr. Rhodes, and that is oh, when they were going to build the Beastly Kingdom a Fantasia boat ride and that would probably that doesn't really tell a story right so much but it's more of just the aesthetics of the movie Fantasia into a boat ride right that'd be pretty cool I don't think that works in There's the current portions of it like the dinosaur portion portion the centaurs and all that kind sure of stuff. I, I don't think that works in the current context of this of the, no probably not yeah it worked in the old uh, Beastly like Kingdom said, the yeah, it would work there but it doesn't thing. work here 
Um, okay, how many animals have been born at DAK? How often they move to other facilities? There's no there way to know how many have been born. There's no way Mike can count all of them. Yeah, they don't publish that data, but um, they're moved as just as often as they're brought the in. Yeah, we, we already answered the moved one. Uh, Estelle writes, "When is Buradika coming back? Never." Um, <laughs> Joseph Machado writes, "So they're not. They never go no, back on these not. things. No matter how many mistakes they make, they never go back on this stuff. And they won't admit they made a mistake. They'll never do that. What They'll would you be willing it. to give up to get a panda at DAK? Well, I'm not willing to give up anything to answer that question. I give up the money that I spend to get into the park. The ridiculous sum of money <laughs> you wouldn't that I now give spend. up. For example." We're going to plow over rivers of light and build a, uh, you know, uh, get rid of the stages and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so a question like that, what currently would I give up? For for an animal kingdom, um, for a, for a panda like facility? would you fill in the Kali River Rapids to build a panda walking uh, area? Yeah, probably. Okay, how about probably. rivers of light? Would you certainly plow for that a, certainly for a panda ride area? A panda what? Riding area, like a uh, tram that takes you through a panda area. Oh, I thought you meant you actually like saddle no, up no, on a no, panda. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> a, like, a, like a, you know, a safari that kind of has them there. That'd be cool. Uh, I'd give up uh, any, you know, any of the um, little animal exhibits that are out and about. They're all great, but they've all been there for quite some time. They don't haven't changed a lot, so I'm not. I'm not opposed to those things being changed, as far as the animals. Like what? what the do you animal mean by exhibits, the... you know, like the, like the, um, the various primates outside of gibbons. Uh, you mean the gibbons? yeah, the gibbons and the. There's another one too. What's the siamangs? The siamangs, which are just other. If types they wanted of to, to remove both of those and build something in there to walk through, that's fine. I mean, we've had those those okay. species there forever. If they want to move them like to a different zoo, the, they're great. But they're beautiful. But I have no problem with. I understand. What you're I have saying. no problem with changing those things. Those you know, animal exhibits can change and move around, and I don't really have too big a problem with that. As far as. Um, uh, Things like that are there. I'd happily give up the Nemo show. Um, that's a good. That's another one that you could uh, that you could throw in the mix. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's there's a couple. How of about things. would you get the, the point of it? Isn't Mike? Yeah. The point of it isn't that I think that um, anything should be lost, or that it is of sure, or that it is of incredible importance that they get pandas in. The point has always been: if you're going to invest hundreds of millions of dollars into a ride about a film that nobody really likes Star Wars? and that doesn't really belong in the park, you can save yourself a fortune by doing a panda exhibit. Which I don't think. Which would be, by definition itself, vastly cheaper than what they spent to build Pandora. Vastly cheaper, but the That's popularity I mean. of Flights of Passage? Hogwash. Would not have hogwash. You wouldn't, pandas, pandas would not bring in that many people. bunch of junk. Would not. It just wouldn't. not only not only would pandas. Animal Kingdom went from the fourth most visited park to second, which is exactly upon. what it would do if you brought pandas no, in. I disagree. And also they would they would sell way beyond what Avatar well, can offer as plushes, far as merchandising sure, goes. Sure, but so I, I do disagree that it would have brought your in the overall same. profit would be better with the pandas by far. Not if even they plushes. said t- tomorrow, you cannot convince me the other way. We are. Plowing over the up bird show and putting in a panda exhibit there. Would that be okay with you? Uh, we are plow. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right. I feel like I lost. What, what was that question? That was the five. Uh, Joe, okay. Joe Machado, the uh, panda one. How many animals? When we asked that one. Um, it's a couple of repetitive ones. Yeah. Uh, what would Mary Menagerie look like 
for an all-year entertainment option. Silly. What do you mean? What would what would it look like? Like, how would you change it? You do like a spring animal and a summer thing. I don't know. I, I, you could easily, I think, do um, different holidays. Maybe Valentine's Day have like love birds and white and red animal kind of things, and you know, July Fourth have like a American Eagle kind of one. You know, that kind of stuff, like American animals. You know, that kind of thing you could do. You could you could you could mix and match spring. You could do you know whatever bunny rabbits and all that kind of stuff. It's not, but um, it's not an entertainment option. What I does hate, that mean? I mean, he, he, if I define an entertainment option as entertainment option on the back of my times guide, like a band or a show uh-huh. or the flights of uh, the 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 um, wings of account- the wing, encounters. Wing encounters, these. People walking around with paper mache animals around them is not an entertainment option. It's a distraction for a few minutes as you're walking through. It's a very pretty one, very nice one. I'm happy it's there, but it is not an entertainment I option. I sort of put it in the same boat as, say, the guy that walks around Harambe playing that uh, instrument. I put it in the same boat as uh, I wouldn't put Divine. It- uh, except uh, it's a lot nicer than Divine, but yes, I would agree with that. It's almost exactly the same thing as Divine. Brain I never liked Dud, Divine. But... I know, but just but Divine is exactly what this is. Brain sure, Dud it's... 92 is the person who wrote that. He also asked, uh, he also mentioned that he was in thanks, uh, in the park at Thanksgiving and four of the food carts were closed. This yes. is a peak season. What is going on? I noticed that as well. I was there um, right before Thanksgiving. Right before, right, right before Thanksgiving. And most of those, you know, the food carts he's talking about. Oh, yeah, of course. The ones around Discovery yep. Island that, yep. you know, the one that serves a couple different versions of macaroni and cheese and, you know, whatever. And they're all closed. I, I don't know why they're all closed, but, you know, yeah, I guess the I, demand I, for them is not. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I will admit. When I was there, I, they were all open. When they were open, I never saw anybody really there. I was there the week before Thanksgiving. They, I don't remember anything being closed. Um, I was there for that one that was the same time as you where they were all closed. I don't maybe it's a time thing? Certain times of day? Uh that's a good question. I don't know. I don't remember them being closed. In fact, uh my wife went and got something at one of them and she liked it and there was people waiting in line to do it. So I, I, What did she get? Which one? It must have been um Mr. Kamal's or it, what, so there used to be two over there on the Asia uh, the Asia to Africa trail. Actually a cousin may have gotten something there. One of her. them is Always closed. Mr. Kamal's is always open. It's the French fry one. Yeah, There's different no, versions. It wasn't of the that one. There was a couple other things there too. I don't remember off the top. But anyway, of it, but I remember walking through there and no- okay. noticing they were open. Uh, he also asks, um, "This is uh, Stir Wars. <laughs> uh, have you ever sat in the back row on safari? On one hand, as an amateur photographer, it's the best spot. But on the other hand, it is crazy bumpy. It absolutely is crazy bumpy." Uh, Mike is not an am- amateur photographer, so I will tell him that it is the best spot. <laughs> I do enjoy being uh, being back there. It's uh, good for, uh, you know, you have a b- nice unencumbered view of things. Um, I don't know. You ever sat in the back? Yeah, sure. I'm sure you have. Of course. I've been on that ride. It's bumpy. 500 times. It's bumpy. <laughs> it's crazy bumpy. It's crazy bumpy. I prefer the left side of the vehicle. The left side? No. No, left side, definitely. So you want the side opposite the Okapi when you come in? Yes. Uh, because you have the rhino after that. You get the better hippo. Rhinos are on your right. What? As you come around the... the, the, the um, if, as you come around... Well, 
The black the rhino. black rhino. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Right. The better hippo things on your left. Yep. The better hippo things on your left. The, allig- the the alligators are on your left. Crocodiles, excuse me. All the savannas on your right. Not really. But, yeah, when, but really. when you come down the mountain, first of all, you got the wild dogs, hyenas on your left. I think the point of this is they did a really good job at splitting this stuff no, up. No, they did not. <laughs> you do have the majority of the savanna on the right, but you almost always have close-ups of the giraffes on the left. Because they're usually right there. Hardwash. The elephants are on your left. The lions are the on elephants your are left. on your left. But the best shot of an the elephant is are but on the your best left. photo of an elephant is on your right. What the first one? The yes. like the, the males it's almost always the best photo. Uh, oftentimes the mandrels when they're out are on your left. Yeah, you can never get a good picture of them. That, them they're tough to see. Same with the painted dogs. Can't get. A I'm not talking necessarily about pictures, but you know. Well, he the is. Best. He is. Yes, but. <laughs> I still say the left side's better for pictures. If he I had, had to pick one. He had one last question. Have you ever done all vegan at DAK? I, I had know. a veggie bowl at Harambe Market. That was one of the best things I ate all week. I'm not vegan, but loving the health, healthy options. Well, I mean, certainly they do make great options for food there, better than almost than, than any other of the parks. Well, um, first of all, vegan no, I doesn't don't, necessarily mean healthy. It's not I don't equal. eat vegan. I'm not vegan. I eat meat. I eat eggs. I eat cheese. I eat all that kind of stuff. Josh asks, what is the next... IP the evil bobs will force on uh, DAK. Wow, that's a great question. It's a tough one to answer, Mike. What do you think? Uh, does the live action Lion King count? Yeah, that might be it. Yeah, that might be it. Is there any other bad live actions coming out soon? Sure. Uh, Mulan's coming out. Oh, God. Uh, God, there's another one I'm, uh, that's escaping my mind. But Mulan is the next one to be released. Oh, there's another Maleficent too coming out. I, can, I could care less, but yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, big balls of holly. God, that's a great one. Uh, I know you have enjoyed Dinoland over the years. Mike certainly enjoys Dinoland over the years, but it, isn't there a lot of potential, something new and extraordinary to be done in that space? Specifically, the blacktop space containing two inadequate rides and the expensive games. I'm with him on the games. I think it's high time the games went. Uh, I think food trucks would be great for that space. I don't see the need for the games. I can't imagine they make a lot of money off them because uh, nobody I ever does. Them. Hardly ever see anyone there. I did so it for I the agree. first time a couple weeks ago. So I agree with the games. Um, if that's the only thing you're referring to when you say Dino Land, uh, right? There's a few of these Dino Land USA questions. We that's that because that's specifically Chester and Hester's Dinorama. Right. Um, um, that's not Dino Land. Dino Land is much bigger. Um, but for that, and if you're referring to the games, I'm with you with the rega- with the games. I'd be fine closing um, down that whole area. Uh, if you want to close down Triceratops Spin, I have a five year old down- <laughs> downstairs that will strangle you <laughs> with his with the tail of his Triceratops. Um, I'm not as big a fan as Primeval World as some people are. Mike likes it more. I than like me. it, but I mean, if they took it away tomorrow for I'll something cool, I'm fine with, with that. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I kind of agree and disagree all at the same time. Um, Hung Throttle Podcast. If you were to create a Disney Plus show about the Animal Kingdom, what would it be? Simple. It would be about their uh, conservation. Work. Well, they're doing that. Yeah. There's there's but. going to be for people who watch Animal Planet Discovery Channel. There's a couple of like behind the scenes zoo shows. One at the Bronx Zoo, another one at the Columbus Zoo. Um, right. They're doing that kind of thing for the Animal Kingdom. I think it's coming out next year. Um, it's not in the immediate future, but it's coming soon. Uh, your favorite bar outside of Animal Kingdom? I suppose they mean in Disney. 
Oh, you mean as opposed to like uh, Times like Square in Manhattan? Anywhere? Or something? I mean, like it's not like they don't mean <laughs> I, like I would assume they mean they Disney World. Yeah, they don't. They don't mean like uh, you know the Brazen Head in Dublin or uh, you know or so, something like that. The one they, in California Adventure is really nice. The uh, was it Carthay? I think. I don't know. Christina took me there a couple of times. I always really enjoyed it. It's trying very to think kind of if I was lounge-y. in that. I'm trying to think if I was in that. If I had to pick a favorite bar, it's closed now. Would be the Adventurers Club. Uh, no, I don't think they want uh, closed ones. How about uh, the Hangar Bar, Jock uh, Lindsay's one in uh, Disney Springs? You like that one? That would probably be I've if I it. if I were picking the problem with that one is that I'm not a big fan of the of the beer selection. Mm. Listen, I'm going to say the Rose and Crown. I mean, I, I, all right, that's I've fine. been there that's, forever. That's I I go through that place constantly. Um, I enjoy it there. It's a it's a you know it's one a of great the ones. Bar. I think an underrated one. I took uh, our cousin there for lunch once. Is the wine bar, the wine cellar in Italy? I like that. Yeah, that's nice. It's and nice the tequila, down there. The tequila one is not bad either. Uh, eh, yes, no, that's fine. But I mean, they recently the, their margaritas now are kind of pre-made. They don't make it right in front of you anymore. It's not. It's kind of gone downhill a little bit. To be blunt, the Disney hipsters right, and I have to take away the um, <laughs> expletive. The expletive. <laughs> Why is Primeval World seasonal? Uh, well, I mean, that's a fascinating question. One that that. Uh, I think it's going not long for this world. That's what it does seem to be. I mean, that's wow. typically what happens when the, these go seasonal. That's right. Sooner or later, they're on the slippery sooner slope rather than later. <laughs> like Stitch's Great Escape yep. was seasonal for a little while. They're on the slippery slope, and, uh. and then you know, after a season or two, it's gone. I mean, I know it was recently opened during the Thanksgiving weekend, and I'm, I assume it's going to be open for. You know, right around Christmas is we're coming, we're getting close to that now. Um, I'm sure it'll be open that couple of weeks around it, but then it'll probably go dark again until Easter time. This is a great question from Flirk and Whisperer. Uh, most overhyped and underhyped aspects of the animal kingdom. I think um, that's a good one. That is a very good question. I think overhyped is uh, the flights of passage. Uh, In my mind, I think it's incredibly overhyped. I think there are great, great great Disney rides that have blended incredible um, animatronics and great effects and great engineering and great all this kind of stuff. I don't think that's what this is. Um, And I don't know why people act like it's the most amazing thing they've ever been on. I mean... It's just as it's a fun ride. I like it. It's a fun ride, but it's a it's a it's a virtual reality on a stationary bike is what it is, which is cool. It's fine, but it's just nothing. It's nothing incredible. There's not. There's no. There's nothing mm. groundbreaking in my mind here. So that's my overhyped, underhyped. I'm trying to think of under-hyped. what would be underhyped. Uh, underhyped is easier for me. I could think okay. of two things right off the top of my list. All right, go Number ahead. One is the Navi River Journey. People don't give that a lot of credit. I love that ride. My God, I enjoy it a lot. Okay, I think it's underappreciated. Okay, uh, Rivers of Light is the other one. I think that's under. A lot of people don't like it. Um, you know, where the Disney animals and all that kind I of would stuff. agree with you on Rivers of Light. I, I think, like Rivers I think of Light. I think, I think that's a fantastic yep. uh, show-stopping. That would be the one I would pick, too. You've talked me into that. Okay. One. Yeah. All right. That would be my choice. What was your overhyped? I guess uh, that's a tough one. I can't think of anything that I... Uh, the, I mean, I, I don't... I know people rave about the Nemo show. I'm not a fan. 
I mean, I'm, I guess is that the definition of overhyped? If I'm not a fan of something that people like, um, I get yeah, like something that's a big deal, and you I don't really know don't if think I would count Nemo show a big deal. So what what are the big deals? The- I mean, overhyped, obviously. I mean, the reason. I mean, listen, <laughs> the flights of passage. If you didn't go on that ride and go, oh my god, this is the greatest ride I've ever been on in my life, then it was overhyped. I guess by that definition, because for ages, be that's what so many people were telling you. So that this was just like a showstopper. This is incredible. This is amazing. We're going to wait six hours. I think they did. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't wait six hours for that. Th- that's probably fair. I mean, I would not wait more than 45 minutes for it. How would you redesign Dino Land without using unbuilt attractions? Known unbilt attractions. This comes from uh, DAC 1928 again. Um, Known? You, mean you know, like stuff that excavator? you... Yeah. Um, I think I talked about it before, which is I'd do something big for kids. I would do a big ride, like a dark ride, I said before, or something right. that has dinosaurs that a six-year-old will go on and go be, just be wowed at the fact that they just saw dinosaurs. I'd be happy with a, with a safari ride kind of thing. I'd be happy with uh, you know anything. It, it, just something that kids can see dinosaurs and be blown away by them. I would put. I, I like that one. Uh, just to be different, even though I probably would choose yours as a uh, as my ideal. But I, I've talked about this in the past. I thought it would be great if they built another wing, quote unquote, to the Dino Institute, which is like a real dinosaur museum where you go see actual fossils. Yeah. And that uh, sort of like a natural history museum. Not nothing big, just a wing. I like that too. Where you can walk around and maybe some hands-on exhibit type of stuff for the kids and things like that. To teach them about dinosaurs, I think that would be a fun addition and would fit well with the theme of the Dino Institute. CL Snows, oh Mike, did you put this on here for me? Can we please get an enchanted forest land on the Pandora side with an Elsa's magical water horse coaster <laughs> and an Anna's canoe ride to sleeping giant attractions where she bursts the dam? Can we have? Which I don't know what any of that means. Can we have holiday? I guess the DAK puppets, the holiday puppets, the menagerie, you're talking about roaming there constantly. Um, Sounds horrible. No, all of those are terrible suggestions. <laughs> um, any thoughts on the Imagineering story, particularly the bits on Animal Kingdom? I have not seen the bits on Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really focus too much on Animal Kingdom. I know Joe Rohde was featured uh, prominently in, the, in a later episode. Um, thoughts? I, like I said before, I thought I, I like the show. I think I'm an episode or two behind, actually. And, um, you know, it's a little heavy-handed with the Bob Iger really changed the the Imagineering and it's back to the old ways. And He doesn't really think that's what he's doing, right? I mean, they just... Well, this is what the show... I mean, it's a Disney show. They just say that crap because, I mean, he obviously does not think that's what he's doing. It's publicity now. I mean, now the, the more recent episodes have been more of publicity like trying to pump up the current state of imagineering and imagineering is not the same as it always uh, well, it used to be it you know it's, it's not it's so funny as you go through these things and you know and i listen to a lot of star wars stuff i read a lot of star wars related content you know i mean it's widely accepted at this point now that we are on the brink of saying that disney has destroyed star wars <laughs> you know like so so many star wars fans are now so upset with uh, Star Wars, See, I'm that respectfully the hi- disagree with that. that the to a hype bit. going into this particular film is just nowhere near what it was going into the last film. Uh, I mean, it, true, it was just. I mean, people are just expecting it to not meet expectations. Do we blame Disney or do we blame Ryan Johnson? I don't know. 
I don't know. Because um, I will but say, inevitably, if you're going to give uh, the evil Bobs any credit for anything that they've done, you then also have to give them blame. And they may have, um, you know, invested a lot of money into Star Wars and gave us a lot of options. Uh, they, but they also are the ones that hired Ryan Johnson. Well, they're also they're also no Bob Bob Iger. They're Liz also Iger. the ones that obviously. Um, you know, didn't mesh the storylines together. I mean, we could, you know, didn't, 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 That's fine. didn't flesh it out, didn't do what they needed to do. If you are a person who didn't like The Last Jedi, then that's, then, then you have to give him didn't like. I thought there were problems with it. It was, I still the, it was overall enjoyed it. By far the most divisive. Oh, absolutely. Of the Star Wars films ever. And that includes some of the, the prequels, prequels, which absolutely. people did not like. But this this last one just divided people like crazy. Having said that, and that actually really didn't divide people because most Star Wars fans did not like it. What it divided was the Star Wars fans with the rest of the Rotten Tomatoes Twitter verse that all thought it was genius for whatever reason. Well, because they're not certain, Star Wars fans. Just like I think, just like Disney fans in general, there is a certain a number of, for lack of a better term, pixie dusters. That if sure you know they yeah you know, but this was crap out and but, just name it Star Wars they're gonna oh it's the greatest thing ever. right but the last yeah the last Jedi pissed off the Disney versions of the Pixie Dusters the people who were for many years sure 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 like no, everything that. I, it was very divisive yeah, absolutely yeah, I agree with that yeah. but the, the one way I would and now he's making they're doing that with Disney by 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 the way they're putting stuff in I mean. Pandora was a home run and done great, but it was incredibly divisive before it was built. People were not on board. People are are better with it now. Sure. They're going to be less better with it if these films start to fade away or if they never get made. Or what, Pandora, if, you mean? The yeah, Avatar, Avatar films or they're a bomb or something. I mean, it's eh, going to get... I don't know. I think people will still enjoy the land for yeah, what Yeah, they is. might. They might. But it's divisive. The one thing I would say about Disney... For the crap you're giving them about The Last Jedi, you got to give them credit for The Mandalorian. Huge I haven't finished success. watching. I haven't finished watching it. Forget whether or not you liked it or not. It is the most downloaded stream show of all time. It's a huge hit. And well, it's Mike, generally, but, generally thought of positively by e, by Star Wars fans. Really? I think so. I don't, From what I've seen. I don't agree with that. You're more in the community than I am, but I've heard nothing but rave reviews no, about the No, that's absolutely not the case. That's absolutely okay. not the case. That may be the case with the passive Netflix viewers uh, who watch TV shows and like this stuff. And, I, I, and I've seen the first three, I think. Three, mm -hmm. I haven't watched it I've all yet. I've seen them all. I've, I've I just haven't them. had time to sit down with them yet. Um, and I do like them, but I will not... I, they are not completely and widely accepted. The reason why it's the most downloaded and watched is because it's the first. It's the first Star Wars show. And every Star Wars fan in the world watches it and wants to see it. But it only takes that one. Is it really getting panned? Mandal by, no, no, by not other... panned. Not panned. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. Not panned. Okay. But not every Star Wars fan in the world's going, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've yeah, ever I've, seen I've, in my I've life. I've seen a little bit, but okay. I haven't seen it's anybody panned. I like it. I like it. The Baby Yoda thing's a little stupid. I like the rest. I like the Baby Yoda. It's fine. It's <laughs> it's a great way to sell plush. <laughs> um, but it's, you know, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of great to it. I haven't seen it all yet, so I'm going to hold back. I'm not going to say I think I'm one episode yes or no. That probably has yeah. been a episode that I've missed. I've, I've, only, seen, to, I've only seen the first the four, weekend. I think. And I think we're up to six now, right? I believe. I've seen the I first five. I haven't watched the, the, the last couple yet. Um, 
but no, it is absolutely in under no circumstances widely reviewed as the most wonderful thing they've ever seen on television. It's good; people like it. But well, I wasn't saying it was all the it takes show is of that time, one that t- that spits on it, like the Last Jedi did to some of those people. People who loved Luke thought that his character was disrespected and made ridiculous. I don't buy that. In the Last Jedi, I don't and that's, think that's but, true. But, what, uh, uh, I'm not arguing ahead. either way whether it's true or not. What I'm saying is all it takes is one to do that, and then that group abandons uh, Disney Plus, and then you have to earn them all back. Mm. As many people say bad things about um, the reason, you know, all the all the reasons, the technical reasons why Solo did poor in the box office. The real reason is it wasn't it lost the support of the fans with the Last Jedi. It came out right after The Last Jedi, and Star Wars fans were not interested in giving Disney a pass on this one either. I have to tell so you, I, I think I they like went, Solo. Solo was, Solo was fine. I liked, if I liked it, was, it better than The Last Jedi. If it was released on its own, it did okay. But it's it was, you know, you put those two together, and Disney has a lot of... There's a reason why they've taken this. Remember, they started off saying we're going to have a saga film and then a regular yeah, every film. Every other year. Every, saga, year. every year there's going to be another film. Another and trilogy. they were talking about maybe even another trilogy after this trilogy's over. It. They're all gone. Right. Why do you think they're all gone? Last Jedi. They're not on this fan, they're on the sport anymore. Last Jedi and Solo taken together. I will agree with you that I have noticed. I mean, Star Wars is coming out. We're recording this on a Monday. It's it'll coming be, out Friday. It'll, it'll be out just... It'll, the Star Wars will be out just, just as this drops. This and podcast drops. you don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Nope. Not really. Because the Star Wars fans who were brought in with Force Awakens, who liked it, who thought it was maybe a little too derivative of the first one, <laughs> but liked it. You know, they're, they're, I liked the it. new I characters. Liked it a lot. Ray is a great character. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, Kylo Ren uh, seems sure. good until he take, took his helmet off, uh, but then he killed. You know, there's so I much. I like Kylo Ren. There was I, so I'm much. Right, with right. There was so much there. There was a lot to do. It was really, you know, it, it, but then they just they dropped the ball, and that's all it takes. I mean, yeah, I, just all it takes. compare it to the Avengers movie we had in May. People were talking about that for months leading up to it. Right. It was in the news. Yep. People were pre 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 buying tickets. That's I mean, what so, should be happening here. And it's not this with is, the last of the trilogy. This here. is being sold as the final film in a nine film arc. Yeah. And it's just not. It's, it's just it's not picking not it up. Having we'll the see fat, how it does the at the box office. Buzz, not nearly. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure it'll do fine. The thing about Star Wars is all it takes is for that. Like with Force Awakens, it was good enough where all of us Star Wars fans went back and saw it a second and third time. We did that with Rogue One too. I mean, it's so come much back and see it a prequels. second or third time. It felt like the that's what trilogy. Star Wars fans do. But we saw Last Jedi. You never wanted to watch it again. And even Solo, for as for all the things that were good in it, meh, it was okay. It was good. It was fun. There was a lot of fun stuff in Rogue it. Rogue One was better. But I wasn't going out of my way to watch it over and over again. Now, right. finally, our last question. Comes from Dan Meyer. He writes, maybe you've told everyone before in a previous podcast, but I missed it. What is your background? How do you get involved with animals? What inspired your interest in Disney's Animal Kingdom and starting the podcast? Um, I'll handle the podcast part, and I'll let Mike do the rest. Um, Okay. Ages and ages ago, Mike and I, back when before Twitter destroyed any good writing that's been done on the internet. You mean um, blogs. 
Right. There used to be things <laughs> called blogs where people actually wrote more than technically they're still around, but more more than four sentences. Um, and Don't Mike, only have MySpace. <laughs> Mike and I started with that. It was a it was a blog called Mouse Extra. It's no longer on there now. Uh, where we just sort of wrote our thoughts about things, and that kind of ballooned into stuff. And then, you know, as that was the very beginning of these things, and and um, you know, the very be- kind of before a lot of the very popular Disney sites are out now, we were doing that. Um, then a lot of these big sites came in. Um, you know, all ears and all these kind of things. And uh, and then it, what we were writing, we just felt was kind of superfluous. So we so we stopped it for a little bit. Or and We weren't breaking news like some of these people. We weren't like, breaking really, news yeah, and we, we weren't sort of pre- compa- prepared thoughts. to do that. Right. Um, you know, and we certainly weren't, um, <laughs> like now, we weren't embraced by the pixie dusters. Uh, we weren't writing articles telling you how fabulous everything was. Um, <laughs> so then Mike... Um, you know, when we were trying to figure out a way to kind of redefine what we did, um, Mike, and I'll have him explain this to you in a second, has always been um, fascinated with animals, and that's been a big part of his life. And um, so I suggested to him that we do something Animal Kingdom related because we both loved the park, and I knew that Mike had this wealth of knowledge in animals and a, and a real desire to even learn more about them and, and all this kind of stuff that I thought I could use Um that we could use to make an interesting blog and the blog turned into a podcast. And, uh, you know, the goal always was to do something where maybe we can raise a couple of bucks every year for conservation. That was always the goal from the beginning. Um, that was jomboeveryone.com. That's still there. You can still look at that. We don't update it very much. It's not going to be there for much longer. Um, well, maybe there forever, but we certainly won't be updating it much longer as we're clearly going to just turn everything over to the podcast thing, which is, I have a radio background. Mike has something of a radio background as well, just as much as I do. Um, so we both kind of are into the audio stuff. Um, and I have a, the ability to do audio editing and all this stuff because I'm a musician. So that's the podcast end of it. I'll let Mike tell you why he's into furry things. <laughs> uh I went to school at Fordham University, which is in the Bronx, right across the street from the Bronx Zoo. Um, by that time, I had sort of started getting into um, conservation issues. And, you know, as a college kid, you know, I we all sort of want to change the world. And, um, you know, that was sort of what I gravitated to. Um, you know, some of the early things that I uh, got into was, for example, Dr. Uh, Jackson, who we've actually had on the show uh, a couple years ago. That's right. The Snow Leopard Conservative. I read his book. It was one of the first, like, uh, real delves into conservation issues was his book. Um, so I became a volunteer at the Bronx Zoo. I used to do tours. Uh, I would walk people around, talk to them about animals, talk to them about conservation issues. Um, not dissimilar to what I do on the Planet Watch now. Um, and I was always a Disney fan. Um, you know, we've talked about this before in the past where, um, you know, our parents took us to Disney. I was there the second of the year after it opened in 1972. Dave wasn't even born yet. Um, but we would pretty much go every year, every other year, excuse me, to Disney, um, throughout our childhoods. Um, so we were all huge Disney fans. So in the late nineties, when I found out that Disney was building their own, not a zoo, um, I was already, 
I was already a volunteer at the Bronx Zoo. I was, you know, hip deep in conservation issues and, you know, trying to to get people to appreciate some of the um, issues that were the world essentially is facing. Um, I thought this was fantastic and I was immediately an instant fan of Animal Kingdom. And when you combine the Disney theming and the Disney ability to spend a lot of money, which a lot of zoos don't have, on animal exhibits and whatnot, like Kilimanjaro safaris or, or stuff like that. I mean, there was stuff that no other zoo was really doing. Um, San Diego Zoo had their monorail ride kind of thing, their Wild Africa thing, but there was really nothing like Kilimanjaro safaris. And uh, and there was really nothing like the Maharaja Jungle Trek when that opened. There's no other zoological exhibit that's a walkthrough that has a, a rich backstory and design right. like that does. Um, there are some great... You know, zoological exhibits, obviously, in the world, but none of them that have a story about four Raja, Rajas and all that kind of stuff. Um, and even Gorilla Falls, none of them has the the, the background story of, of uh, what they do at Pangani slash Gorilla Falls. So I was immediately um, in love with Animal Kingdom when I first saw it in 1998. And I knew I would be just because I was a Disney fan and a, and a zoo fan. And, um, you know, so that's sort of how I got involved in zoos and Disney's Animal Kingdom. I will say that when we first were uh, about to launch the podcast, uh, I remember this vividly. Dave said to me, let's do a show just about the Animal Kingdom. This is after about you know eight or nine months after we started the blog. Right. The show first came out almost a year to the date after the blog started. Um, and I said, I don't know if people would really listen to a show just about Animal Kingdom. <laughs> and you were right. <laughs> let's do... <laughs> Let's do. And you were right. You're and right. That's what, that. how we started with. Yeah, if um, you go back to the old shows, you'll see that that, that Mike insisted on spending some time talking about non-animal kingdom related. Yeah. Disney so what we used to do subjects. was we used to do a local news bit. Yeah. Which was a animal kingdom, a world news bit, which is stuff around Disney World, and then a sort, sort of, of a feature, feature area, yeah, about the animal kingdom. Yeah. We gave that up what a couple years ago. Yes. Yeah, because I got tired just, of. It. It was a lot more work than what we're used to. Well, right it's now. not that it was work, Mike. It's that it was well, it, it was at the very um, precipice of the evil Bob takeover, and, and both of us spent a lot of time in the world news section complaining, and it was exhausting. Yeah, it's fair. Every, every once in a while, <laughs> we'll do exhausting. a new show where we go over stuff. Like, yeah, we we'll still talk about it. We did was the the D twenty three event back in right. September. Uh, or was that? Like yeah, we we'll still do like a local news thing when there's so lots of different news things that go on. Right. But nowadays, there's you know now that the Pandora's built and they're turning their attention. Well, to that's other the other thing about it. Um, in terms of our show, we sort of caught a lucky break. Yeah, because we came on just as Pandora was being announced weeks yeah. before yeah. it got announced. Right. Before I think it got either announced. our yeah. second or our third show was yeah. we were talking about that and yeah. we just started. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I think we started our show July first. Yeah, was our first episode of my memory and then, uh, Yeah, and it was announced and that it was that like D, that D twenty three they announced yep, the yep. Uh, uh, Avatar Land, or even maybe earlier than that. Um, Mike and I are both um, lifelong, as he mentioned, lifelong park goers and lovers of Disney parks, um, and so I've I always wanted to keep the the show and everything we did focused on the parks. I tried I try not to talk about films and. Um, TV shows. That's why you don't really hear us talk much except about like in passing about Disney plus things or stuff like that, because we're just really not, I'm, I'm not really an expert on that kind of stuff. I'm a fan of the Disney parks. I am not a fan of everything Disney ever does. So I felt like, um, 
you know, and I, my expertise is in the parks. I mean, I, I, we've, I've been in every hotel. I've <laughs> stayed, stayed almost everywhere, you know, done all that stuff. Um, but I've never been. Have you stayed in every hotel? I no. think so. You stayed in no, the Grand not, Floridian? No, well, the not, the, yeah, we, you did too. Ages did? ago. Oh, yes. yeah, we did, didn't we? I was... <laughs> that was a long time ago, Mike. <laughs> I don't think I've ever stayed at the Yacht Club. Yeah, I've been in the Yacht Club. You have. I, I yeah, don't think I've yeah, ever stayed there. Yeah, I think the only ones I haven't are um, the Art of Animation. Ones. Yeah, I don't go into the... I've been to the Art of Animation. You know, I usually try to act as a pompous ass on Twitter, as I often do, and say I would, not never, acting. Set, I would never set foot into a uh, a value resort. I've but been, the truth of the matter is, been in all of them. The truth of the matter is, for that uh, I'm a DVC member. I've been for years, so none of them are DVC. So I'm never, I'm just never going to stay there because I'm right. using my points. It's just not right. a right. What would be the point of when I have? I mean, points that's why to, I haven't been in them in a long time, and that's why I haven't been to the newest. Of right. Them. Right, but I have been in pop century and in music and sports and movies and all that. Absolutely, um, I guess that's it. I think I've done there them was, all. You know, there was one question you missed, Dave. I was. What was it? I think Little Diz fan asked what the most underappreciated underappreciated animal was. Oh, in I Animal Kingdom, well, I missed that. Yeah, you missed that one, but that's okay. Underappreciated animal. I'll let you answer this. One. <laughs> Gee, thanks. Um, well, you're the animal guy. That's a tough one. Uh Underappreciated animal. Underappreciated. Gigantic alligator over in uh, Dino Land. The crocodile, you mean? Uh, the crocodile, whatever it is. American crocodile. It's humongous. Um, uh, you know, there are certain animals that I like that are not like. I think the grevy zebra popular. would be the one that I would say. That's not a be bad one because the grevy zebra is hidden back there. It's incredibly endangered. It's the biggest of all the of the zebra species. Well, um, if we're gonna go with hidden, it's pretty cool. The most underviewed animal in Animal Kingdom is probably the red kangaroos that are all the yeah. way. You have to go all the way back up by the yeah, tree. Yeah, really do. Yeah. Very rarely are they bouncing around out front where you could see them. Yeah. Um, yeah, you have to go all the way in the back. But that's probably uh, the Cotton Top Tamarind's another good one. Uh, that's right there, though. Yeah, that's true. But that, down that path uh, to the uh, behind the Tree of Life, you have the galapagos tortoise the uh the giant porcupines nobody yeah. ever goes back there either they're cool too so those are probably the most underappreciated well that's it guys follow mike on twitter at jumbo <laughs> everyone i'm at radio harambe though i rarely ever look at it if you have a question or something comment you want to send directly to me via email do so jumbo everyone at gmail.com i mentioned the t-shirts already hit the link in the show notes all the money from those goes towards the snow leopard conservancy for this winter then in the spring or in the summer we'll change and do something else we did a lion conservation organization in the summertime uh during the lion king thing is there anything i'm missing i don't, I think, don't so. think so for safari mike i'm dave mcbride quaharini go well happy and holidays thank, and thank you for listening to radio haram <laughs> Ata 